0: Morning, Zion Baptist Church. It's the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Um, this Sunday, we're going to continue on in our study in Philippians, coming from the first chapter. Our focused verse this morning will be on uh, verse 6, still in the opening part of the letter and by Paul to the Church of Philippians, giving them their greeting and then getting into the prayer and thanksgiving. I'll be lifting up from the Lulu living translations. And so we thank the Lord for this day. Uh, We thank you for his grace and his mercy. Uh, Many of us are still struggling and striving, uh, but God, our God is good. And we want to focus on that about the goodness of our God and how that can uh, encourage us, enable us to stay focused on uh, what we need to stay focused on and know that to look for the goodness uh, that is in God and what God has put in us because we are his creation and he is such a great and a good, awesome uh, father. And so this is our first Sunday and uh, traditionally, right, we'd be breaking bread and celebrating communion and looking forward to the time that we'd be able to join together um, and to break bread uh, into that time. But I encourage us uh, to continue to spend that time of fellowship, um, time of uh, discipleship, time of prayer, with our God, and let us open up uh, with a moment of prayer right now. Mighty God, we are grateful for your grace, your mercy. We are grateful for how much you love us and care for us. God, we ask you to comfort us in this time, as many of us are dealing with time of grief and pain and mourning loss. And Father, we ask you to continue to comfort Zion as we lost one of our loved ones right now, God, and help us, Lord, in this new stage of grief and mourning, uh, that you help us in our healing. Uh, be with the family, encourage them. Now, God, as we look towards your word, we ask for a word from you. Speak, Lord, of your servants are listening. Bless us, Lord, that we might have your word hidden in our heart, that we might see Jesus, and that we might grow according to your will, we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning again, Zion. God bless you. As we open up your Bible with me to uh, the book of Philippians in the New Testament, we'll be looking at chapter 1. Again, looking at verses 1. To verses 11, we're going to highlight today, special so focus time on, on this part of the prayer in verse 6 of Paul's letter to the church uh, in Philippi. As you know, that this is a prison epistle as we're talking about, and so as we're dealing with our own shelter in place, uh, Paul was uh, confined. Uh, he was I'm a prisoner uh, for preaching the gospel, yet he still was able to find joy. He was able to find comfort. He was able to find peace. And I want to encourage us that we too, though we may not be confined, but we are in a place of limited movement, limited ability, but yet we are not limited in how we can serve and worship and praise our God. So I want to encourage you on that. And so today we want to talk about seeing the good work in me. And so when we look in Philippians one, uh, Paul, again, introduces himself, right? He, Paul and Timothy, uh, slaves, servants, vessels, instruments for Christ Jesus. He's writing to God's holy people, the saints, the called out collective believers uh, who in Philippi who belong to Christ, because as we are gospel uh Confessing brothers and sisters in Christ, we belong to Him. We are His possession, blood purchased by Him on by the cross, His death and resurrection. And then He not only writes to the church, but also pointing out the church and the unity and the elders and the, uh, the deacons or the the bishops and the the deacons, also as we call modern day what pastors and deacons. And then He prays this great prayer. May open up the prayer. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and Peace. And then we talked about a little bit last Sunday, right? Verse three. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I pray. I make my request for all of you with joy. And we talked about what joy and prayer. And part of his prayer he has joy about is this partnership they have in the gospel. And so in this part, it says, for you have been my partners and spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it. Until now. And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day of Christ Jesus. And so what I want you to point out here in verse six is when he says, and I am certain or I am confident that God, hallelujah, God who began a good work, hallelujah, is going to finish this work. And so we're going to talk about seeing the good work in me. All right. And so as we look at the salutation of this prayer of this letter, I would like to you know, point out that Paul is confident in his opening, his greeting and his prayer to them. He is confident because he knows what God has started in them and he has began in them and he's confident that God's going to finish what he started. And, and I, I heard some amens right there. Thank you, Lord. Uh, that you are confident that God will finish what he starts. So he is a good God and he will finish exactly what he starts. So think about is that he says that for I am certain, I am confident that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. And so let's think about why is Paul Confident. Thank you. I saw that. I saw that question right there. I'm glad you asked that question. The reason why Paul is confident is based on his faith in God. We know from Hebrews 11.1 says, now faith is a substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. But basically what faith is, faith. He is basically based on evidence of what I've seen God do, and so Paul has evidence that God is a good God, that God is a faithful God, and that God is an all-powerful God. God's faithfulness is expressed in his words. He saw it in Christ's power and his resurrection, and so he knows it that right in the states of his life, the things that he's been through, God's brought him through so many trials and tribulations. Paul Knows that my God is who he says he is. And so it's Paul's confident because God will complete what he starts. I'm so glad that God will finish what he starts. So whatever he's beginning in us, hallelujah, he's gonna see it to the end. You don't have to worry about some people you know they give you their word, they said they're gonna do something but it never gets done. They start something, but they never finish it, or they say stuff that they don't mean. But we don't have a God like that. If he says it, he means. If he says it, it's going to come to fruition because that's just who he is. He's just a perfect, awesome, wonderful, on-time God. And so while we're trying to figure it out, God has already worked it out so we could just sit back and enjoy, hallelujah, his work in our life. So what God began in Genesis was making what is good and he made us in creation we have a relationship with him genesis 1 31 says that when then god looked over all that he had made he and he saw it it was very good and so there's an adjective before that saying is very good everything else he made was good but after he made male and female adam and eve he made them he said very Good. Why is that? Because we were made in his image. We were made to be good. We were made to be awesome and wonderful people and right relationship with him. He had that in plan from the start. And so since he had that in plan from the start, he already had to work out our salvation and redemption. Because when you look in Genesis right after he makes the creation in chapters one, in chapter 2, chapter 3, sin enters in, but yet he already says from the woman, seed will come, a male seed will come, a child will be born, and he, hallelujah, will crush the head of the serpent, but he will bruise his heel. Meaning means that he won't be injured, but he will be, uh, so he won't be killed, he'll be injured, but he'll be able to deliver God's people. So God already had the plan in motion. Once he created everything, is a beautiful thing. You think about how God has it all put together. So Paul's confidence God because the power of the resurrection of Christ, that he saw that Christ has risen again, that he's seen that the motion that took place for our salvation was coming to fruition, the total work, now the total work, the complete work of our salvation is going to be completed when Christ comes back again. So you can tell your neighbor who you're watching this with. Or you can text somebody or send a message telling, I'm a work in progress because God's not done with us yet. Hallelujah. And so when we understand that God's not done with us yet, we can be just like David and quote that good old Psalm 37, 25. So once I was young and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the godly evangelism or their children begging for bread. Because we understand that if God took care of me when I'm young, he'll do the same for me when I'm old. He did it in the past. He'll do it in the present. He'll do it in the future because he's the same God today as he was yesterday. And he will be tomorrow because God is good. I hear you, church. Amen. So so think about this, about why God is good. Remember. When some, some came up to Jesus questioning him about being good, and he says, why do you call me good? As they called him good teacher, he says, only God is truly good. And this is the thing he's trying to point out that what we have to understand, God defines what is good. And God has shown us what is good. Micah six chapter, verse eight. No, oh people, the Lord has told you what is good. And that this is what he requires of you. Do what is right. To love, mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So he says, you already know what is good. So some of us want to say, how can I be good? Well, hey, love mercy. Mercy, not being vengeful, not being wrathful, not being malicious, not saying hurtful things because you are in hurt. But love mercy, rather be patient, rather be long-suffering, rather forgive somebody. Is a thing of doing what is good now. I know sometimes in the world people tell you, you need to let somebody know and tell them about themselves. And we live in the world. And everybody wants to be a troll and tell somebody to do some things. But yet God is letting us know that we ought to be examples and leaders and not followers of this world. We should be following Christ and his example and love mercy. Walk humbly with your God. This is the goodness that God is calling calling us to do. And so we know God because God has told us what is good. He has shown us in Jesus what is good. He teaches us through his Holy Spirit what is good. And so we have to be good students and listen, read, meditate, and prayer. These are some daily things we can be doing right now. Uh, and now we have even more time that we can spend more time in reading his word, meditating on his word. To remind ourselves and encourage ourselves to know what is good. Some of you at home are dealing with your children. You're finding out why they got rules all throughout the schoolroom because the children constantly need to be uh, uh, reminded of what is expected of them. And the same thing as we have to continue to repeat and teach and go over and over and over again, because teaching repetition and teaching is a, a great tool. And the same thing about us. We want to learn. We got to get in repetition. So the more I read, the more I pray, the more I study, the better I'm going to be. And the better I'm going to be, that I will be practicing and doing the good that God has formed me and shaped me to be. And so our response is to do what is good. The good we are called to do through Jesus Christ, because the new life we have in Christ. Paul is confident because what the gospel is doing in them through them and what they're doing for the gospel by telling others about how they too can come to know God. And so the good work that God has begun, Paul's excited about the fellowship he has with the church in Philippi. And we too should be excited with the fellowship we have with Christ and the body of Christ and the church and know that he's doing good work in all of us, I hear you, go ahead and tell your neighbor, tell them there's good work in you. Go ahead and preach to somebody today right now and let them know that we are all work in progress. And so what he has begun, he's going to finish. Anybody here can testify, I'm not finished yet. Thank you, Lord. And so we thank you for his grace and his mercy. He shows us that when we mess up, he doesn't give up on us. But yet he shows us more mercy. He shows us more grace because he, is a, he already knows what we are in need of. So we fall down, but yet we can get up. We can confess. We can repent and we can turn back to the Lord. So let us not become more holy than thou and judge others when they fall, but realize that we, too, are in need of grace and need of mercy. And not be so harsh to judge and condemn others. That's why Paul is confident about this gospel because it's a gospel of redemption. It's a gospel of salvation. It's a gospel of forgiveness because Christ came because we were not right to make us right with him. We teach Christ took what was broken and put it together to so we can have a better relationship. And so here's the thing that the good that we want to do, sometimes we don't do it. And the problem is that we are allowing the flesh to take over, but we need to get back into repetition. The more word that we feed ourselves, the more time of prayer, the more time we're feeding our spirit and nourishing ourselves, the stronger we are going to be. This should be part of our daily spiritual diet to say, make sure that I'm good and to be good. I need to have his goodness in me. I need to have his word in me. And so. This is what the gospel shows us in our sin and our need to redemption, and so God's work to see us to completion. And here's the situation about this, about why Paul is confident again that God will complete what He has started. He says this in Isaiah 48:12. It says this: "Listen to me, O family of Jacob, Israel, my chosen one. I alone am God, the first and the last." When I highlight that, we know it in Isaiah. God tells them I am the first and the last. He wants, he points out to them that what I start, I will complete. He's pointing out to them that there's nothing that is, that's going to be started that I cannot finish. And he's pointing out to them that I am both the beginning and the end. That's the beautiful thing about eternity, that God is eternal. He has no Beginning, he has no end. We know begin and end because how he formed us, how he created us. But when Jesus comes back again, we're going to understand eternity that will be made like him. But here's the situation I want you to grab here. That he, Paul is confident. That And the Hebrews right, says Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith, which means is that he is the one in the process of completing our life salvation story. And Revelation says I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And so here's he pointing out that the completion is going to be done because I am the one that's going to complete Everything. So here's the situation on the graph that God can is doing a good work in you. You may not see the ending, but know that God already has an ending in mind. And so just as you may go to a movie and you watch the opening scene, the opening credits breaking out, you're trying to formulate how is the ending of the movies going to come. But before that producer put that movie on the screen, he already had an ending in mind. But the problem is, as you know, in Hollywood, that the ending might not be the best ending. And so, after the screen, they may change up the ending to get a better response. I want to help you out today to let you understand that God never makes a mistake on the ending, He's always going to have a good ending in mind because God is good. And he sees the good in you when nobody else may see the good in you because he made you and he knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. He knew you before the foundations of this earth. He knew he made you for a time such as this to be good. And I want to encourage you, no matter how beat down you may feel, no matter how depressed you may feel, no matter how hurt you may feel, how much loss you may feel, I want you to understand say, God, show the good in me and let him show you by spending some time in prayer, some time in studying of his word, some time in reading and let the Lord lead you all the way to the end. Now, we don't know when the end's going to come. We got to wait until Jesus says so. But I want you to understand that everybody's going to know when the end comes, because it's going to be a clarion call, a trumpet blast, and we will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. But until Jesus comes back, we got work to do. So keep on, Christian soldiers. Keep on pushing. There's people out there that need to know that hope is still alive. Hope is resurrected. Hope is seated at the right hand of the Father. I encourage you see that there's good in you. And so you know what God knows what is good. Love mercy. Walk humbly before the Lord. Challenge yourself to make sure that your spirit is in the right mind by humbling yourself before the Lord, confessing, repenting, and let God lead you. Let him guide you. Let him guard you. Let him protect you. And may you have his word hidden in your heart that you might not sin against him. And so if you are want to find more information and you say, Lord, I want to know more, feel free to reach out through Zion's website. You can email, message back here on Facebook. I'd be happy to disciple and work with you more to help you grow in Christ. Uh, Jesus loves you, and so do I. Let us pray. God, help us to see the good in us. Help us to know that you are a good, good father, that you never fail. that you are an on-time God, And So, Father, as we're dealing and going through many trials and tribulations in our lives, may we be confident that you who began a good work in us will complete it until the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So may we be faithful. May we be confident until you say so. In Jesus' great name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, And to be continued. God bless.